Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cyber Inspiration Podcast. My name is Evgeny. I've been around cybersecurity for the last 20 years. And I have a lot of experience working with a variety of cybersecurity vendors. My main work is vendor consulting and cybersecurity advisor. As part of my passion in technology and cyber, I was intrigued to learn how companies start. I started the podcast to understand the thinking process and what motivated people to start their own company. This podcast is also affiliated with Security Architecture Podcast. I have a pleasure today to have Udi to talk about his startup and his company. Udi, can you please tell me about yourself and the company? Thank you so much, Evgeny, for having me here. It's exciting. So at Vendict, we today help vendors to pass security assessment by their buyers. Are you familiar with those questionnaires that vendors get? Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So we developed AI NLP that can understand the meaning of the text. And therefore, we can respond to those questionnaires for the vendors and save like 95% of their time. And Great. as everyone that ever filled those kinds of security questionnaires, they know how painful the process is. How the last thing you want to see in your mailbox is a 500 question questionnaires. So we get really exciting when the customers see the value. Great. This space is very important. With digital transformation and everybody moving to SaaS, we have more and more vendors in the cloud. And the more vendors have in the cloud, the more third-party assessments the customers are doing. That's definitely a requirement. It's not just the vendor. I think it's also MSSPs in some cases and many other parties that just need to work with the customers. Great. Thank you very much. You guys are a relatively new company. You only been around for around 18 months. Uh, correct. So during the pandemic, you were sitting home and <laughs> or doing something else. What motivated you to start the company during the pandemic? Yeah, so you know, it was a strange time for, for a lot of us, right? Thinking about what am I doing, thinking about your future. And for me and my partner, it was always we always want to have something of our own. And we also share the feeling that something today is not quite right in terms of the technology that the technology that they come into our life, get inside our home, for example, all of those social media and how they manipulate our minds. Uh, if you are familiar with the Social Dilemma movie. Uh-huh. So yeah, so we, we have this kind of feeling that regulation is needed but on the other way and like anyone else we also have this you know pushback by technology by regulation sorry because today it's really annoying and frustrating just like security questionnaires but we want to make it more uh, human you know we want to make regulation reasonable not manual but something that can really work without all the negative feelings toward of that. Uh, so this is like a long-term view, but we decided to start with security and with all of those uh, security and privacy regulation to make the process of proving that you are aligned with all of those regulation and framework and audits more reasonable. So did you have any history with NLP or you had a problem to solve and you decided to use NLP and just kind of trying to figure out what was the motivation of the NLP or the solving problem? 
Yeah, actually both. Uh, if you, my partner was more about the problem and really like AI NLP. I mean, you probably heard about the the GPT uh-huh. uh, chat. Yeah, so I really see being an insider of this technology world. I really see how it advanced. And today, still NLP is the most ta- challenging area in in AI and ML mainly because it's much more difficult to do the tagging. It is much easier to say whether it's a dog or a cat for visual, for vision, but for NLP, typically it's much more difficult to do the labeling, especially in our area of compliance. You really need GRC experts to do the tagging, and therefore you need to be much more creative when develop this kind of models. Interesting. Thank you. So you have an idea. You have a partner. This is great. How do you know somebody will buy it? What is the market research you're doing? Yeah, that's a great how to get to the first first mayors, first design partners. I think that's maybe the number one obstacle for many startups. So yeah, we were fortunate enough to get some tech insider really enthusiastic about this problem and this vision. And again, what helps us is just the reaction, the emotional reaction of people to this, to those security questionnaires. Every, everyone that ever filled a questionnaire still remember that as a nightmare. So people were very happy to help us and to introduce us to some companies that were working with us and help us to better understand the requirement and to do the market research. So you have a already like two things. You already have a partner idea. People want to buy it. What's next? Are you going hiring people? Are you going and raising money? Are you trying to create your first product? Yeah. So me and my partners are both nils. So we started with the product. I was doing the AI when I was the AI person, and my partner was the GLC expert. And my partner did the product and he's like super gifted engineer. So he did very strong product in a very short time. So actually we were not very strong in this with the VCs, at least in, in the previous round, in the pre-seed round, it was very challenging. It was the greatest challenge today until this day. But what helped us is the fact that we had some paying customers just with this product that we developed by ourselves. So, and it was not good enough as CEO to raising just with a presentation. I always, I was always jealous of those CEOs that after two months just prepared the presentation and got millions, but I had to take the more difficult route of actually getting to paying customers before we could have twisted. And, uh, but now it's much easier because n- now we all already have the money from the previous round. And therefore, uh, with that, we hired a top level team, really. And we have a very good product now. And now we have a lot of money. So now, this time we are also in fundraising. And this is a much, a much nicer experience now. Thank you. This is always an interesting question when you're hiring people. I think as a human being, we want to hire people like us. So you mentioned you and your partner engineers. Now, if you look on the bigger scale, 
we don't want to hire people like us because we want different perspectives, we want different opinions. Doesn't mean we want to fight with them, but we want someone to do something we cannot do. So how this reflected when you were hiring people? I am experienced with hiring people. With uh, in Broadcom, I was the software director at Broadcom, and I hired more than one hundred bees and interviews. But the real challenge was the second point you raised, because as long as I was hiring engineers, I could hire people like me, and it was much easier for me. But now, when I need to hire marketing, sales, like other areas then it is a great challenge because I don't want people like me in those positions, you know. So it is much more difficult. And I don't have a good answer because I don't have enough experience with that. I can definitely understand the challenge. Maybe what I can say is that at the end, you do have to trust your instinct, right? You cannot just say, okay, this guy did a great job in the previous place. You still need to work with your intuition, even though it is less strong than in the case where you hire Niels or all your, that you are better familiar with. So in most of the cases, when people are starting a company, there's some kind of a division. You know, one is technical, one is sales, one is marketing, but there are different combinations. And in most of the cases, the founders will join the first cost. They will qualify, they will join the bigger calls, to make sure it's going in the right direction, at least in the beginning. What do you do? Like if you're more than engineering part, how do you handle sales calls? I still do most of the sales calls. We hired the first sales person a few months ago, but still most of the sales are done by me. And it is a great, I don't have a good answer for that because at the end, as the founder and the CEO, you, you will always be the best person to sell your product. Your baby. <laughs> Yeah, even though you're, even if you are not experienced in that, because in some cases, even not being a salesperson, even in sometimes help, because people can see that you are speaking from your heart and not just playing a playbook. So there are advantages and disadvantages. I don't have like a very good advice on that. Fair, fair. Now, we have limited time. We cannot just be on sales call the entire day. We need to develop the product as well. There's many different tasks. And it's kind of going to be two-part questions. One is how do you deal with all the tasks and how do you prioritize what you need to do? Two, if there is many sales calls, it's good because there's instruction. But sometimes people just want information. How do you call bullshit? Like, how do you know this account is not real? Yeah. So I'll start with the second. I'm actually very much interested with feedback from anyone in the industry. So as long as security experts, I don't mind talking with them about even if it's not a sales, even if it will not end in a sales, because I'm really interested. I want to feel there. I want to understand them. Okay. So I don't, I'm not really thinking whether it's a bullshit or not, as long as this person knows what they're speaking about. I don't mind if they don't have the budget to pay right now. And to your first question about how to prioritize, yeah, it's tough, a lot of work, a lot of opportunities, but at the end, in each month or period, you have your number one task that you must focus on. 
Uh, so for example, now it's fundraising. Before of that, until a month or two months ago, it was sales. Now as a CEO, after the fundraising, it will be hiring. So you need to keep your focus on, on your main task and offload everything else. This is a great advice. I think it's very important to kind of stay focused and prioritize on important things. With selling to the customers, every customer is different. And I'm sure that people say, oh, Woody, this is an amazing product. I wish it has this widget or this button or different color. What do you do? Like, how do you know what's to develop and how do you know what's to do? Is this the size of the deal, size of the customer? Yeah, so we we are taking notes so we get a request and then we validate it with other customers. And also we always ask ourselves whether it's our main product, whether it's our strategy, is it where we want to position ourselves? Okay, we think about, we want to have the best AI. We want the to have the model that really understand the language. So as long as it's something that is around this capability, we will invest in that. When it's uh, something different, we will prefer uh, not to invest unless it's absolutely mandatory. If you go two years back or a year and a half back when you just started, what would you recommend yourself to do differently? I don't think I would recommend anything. I don't like spoilers. I, I really don't. Okay, fair. It's, I think it's a good answer, just whatever comes. We're going to transition to the dark side. This is where we talk about failures and what didn't work well because I don't see people realize it is a roller coaster. You know, it's not everything is pink. And you already mentioned the first time you were raising money, there was a bit of an issue. Maybe you can share some stories that you wish didn't happen. Or maybe it happened and you learned a lot and you changed something in the way you do stuff. I don't really think there was something that I would say. I mean, there was a frustration in the first fundraising when I knew that I had a great product. And I felt that if I could just sell it better to the uh, investors, it would have been much easier. It was frustrating. But in terms of mistake, th there was difficult moments. For example, there was a very difficult moment at the beginning when we didn't think about helping the vendors. We were thinking about helping the buyers in uh, verifying their vendors. And we had some design partners that really believed in us you know, and wanted to work with us. And then when we decided to take the different, some of them really got, you know, emotionally hurt by yeah. our decision because they want to be our partner and to work with us. And there was a great relationships. But at the end, I knew that if I will try to do both things, I will just make it worse for them. Because sure, I can do their short-term request, okay? But as long, they, when someone works with startup is because they want some vision, they have some vision, long-term vision. And as long as it's not, no more my vision, then I know it would be worse for them. What about dealing with stress? 
know, running a startup, running, doing stuff you're not familiar with, it's all the stress. How do you cope with stress? How do you get back to your feet and kind of move, move forward? I, I must say that I don't, I don't really, I don't really feel this stress. I mean, I'm not, I mean, of course there is stress, right? There is a lot of work and there are some scary parts. You always want before you, when we, when you have a POV, before you get the result of what the customer want to say or what the investor want. So there is like in this, in this, there is this kind of stress, but it never gets to the point of me really thinking. I mean, at the end, we, you know, you need to remember that you have your family and you have other human beings in your life. And this is the important stuff. Okay. The most important. So, you know, I want to do good things. I want to have a great company. I want Vendic to be known and they want to help the industry to be more secured. I want to people have better time not doing repetitive work. But at the end, it's not my, as long as I know that my family is okay and my friends are okay, then I'm not really, it's not getting to my bones. Do you do any activities to kind of have, you know, work-like balance? Going for a run, do meditation, something else to kind of balance all the stress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm... I'm not losing, I'm keeping the time of having sport, even in the most stressful times in terms of, for example, in fundraising, you have many weeks in which you work 12 hours a day after day, but still, I still keep those few hours to do sport. I mean, I have, I don't neglect my family, so I do care about saving this kind of time, but of course it's painful, you know, I would have preferred to spend more time with my family as a father but so yeah this is really a challenge but you need to remember that you are doing something good that the company you are building will do good for humanity okay for people for other people so it's not just about the money or just seeing the company grow it's what gives me strength is to know that i'm actually doing something okay both in terms of the product we develop, what the vision that we have, and also the employees. Like, I know that they are working in a company that they love working for. So this is what makes it justified. Fair, thank you. For everybody that's starting the company today, what do you recommend to them to do or not to do? To assume that it will be much more difficult than they think. I mean, the first nine months until we secured the first fundraising, it was very tough. I didn't expect how tough it will be before starting Vendix. So my recommendation is to keep, to, to expect the worst when you start, when you do your first year and say, okay, whatever will happen, this is the time I'm budgeting and to budget at least one year. Don't budget yourself six months because then it, it will not be enough in many cases. And on the other end, you will not feel that you can drop the ball after this time. You So budget yourself at least one year and assume it will be much tougher than you think. 
Uri, thank you very much. Good luck to the company. You guys doing something really important for the industry. Thank you both for being here. Thank you so much.